0: Coming to you from the red, white, and blue. You're now listening to the number one soccer podcast on the planet. This is the Box to Box Review Podcast. Covering everything soccer. From the English Premier League, MLS, to the international game. Now, here's your hosts, Andrew Tucci and Lane Hector.
1: Welcome back to Box to Box Review. I'm Andrew Tucci. Joining me as always is my good friend, Lane Hector. Lane, how's it going, man?
2: Pretty good. How about you?
1: Doing well. And this week, we are bringing back the one and the only Brian Bruns. Brian, how's it going?
0: Pretty good, man. Glad to be back.
1: Glad to have you back. This episode, we'll be talking about the latest U.S. Men's National Team roster announcement. Be going through some of the positions, the players, maybe some expectations, lineups, so on and so forth. So, uh, Lane, why don't you just kick us off, man?
2: Awesome. We'll just dive right in. Um, First, let's talk about the goalkeepers. So, uh, not too many shocks here. We've got Sean Johnson, Zach Steffen, and then Matt Turner. Nothing crazy here. Um, just a quick question. How, how even of a split do y'all think it'll be between, uh, Turner and Stefan?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I personally think it should be Turner both ways, but I think based off of last window and some of the comments that Greg Berhalter made in this press conference today, I wouldn't be surprised if it's wide open. Um, but personally, I, I mean, I would rather have Matt Turner. I don't know. What do you think, Brian?
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think it should be Turner uh, just for a shot stopping. But uh, something interesting that I've heard is that Burhalter seems to think that specifically Mexico is going to press really high. So I could see Stefan starting against Mexico. Uh, he's a little bit better with his feet and um, distribution. But I think it'll either be Turner both games or Stefan starting the Mexico game and then Turner
1: jamaica yeah i can see that um so your your logic here is if we use stefan in the first game because of his footwork ability assuming that you know we'll be able to pass through the back kind of build yes. up from the back yeah i would i would agree i mean i think that's a pretty good you know reason to play him i think a lot of that i mean we'll get to this in a minute but with no Sergio Dest, i think are we going to be risking it anyway playing from the back if, you know, one of our best dribblers and ball progressors isn't even playing? So I just, we'll see, you know, if we're even going to continue to try that without some of our better For players, sure. you know? For sure. But yeah. Yeah. Like you said, Lane, not, not a whole lot of change here. Yeah. Not, not too
2: many storylines on the goalkeepers. Um, Guess we'll dive into defenders. It gets a little more interesting here. For the defenders, we got Reggie Cannon, Mark McKenzie, Chris Richards, Anthony Robinson, Miles Robinson, Joe Scally, Sam Vines, DeAndre Yedlin, and then Walker Zimmerman. So um, I think the big storyline here is Joe Scally getting called up. What do y'all? What are y'all thoughts on that?
1: I love it. Yeah, I, I mean I'm a huge fan. Uh, I think there's a couple of narratives, right? So Scally gets included. Mm -hmm. Likely because Dest is injured, and so that opens up a spot for him. I think he'd probably get included anyway, but you know, this definitely solidifies a call up. He's been playing really well. We've mentioned him several times before. He's 18 years old, playing at Gladbach in Germany. I think, you know, he's going to have a real shot here. And then probably the biggest narrative of the roster release is no John Brooks, wouldn't you say?
2: For sure definitely surprising (laughs) yeah to say the least yeah definitely a shocker his uh kind of self deprecating comments were a little interesting too right kind of basically just saying that he didn't deserve it because of his recent play it's definitely a little surprised that he went out and said that
1: so (laughs) yeah so his his comments were you know the reason why i didn't get included was because of my recent form but and like he's you know taking full responsibility which is totally respectable and i really appreciate kind of his accountability in that but at the same time he also mentioned that like he wishes to continue on his like form with his club so it's it's like he is acknowledging his form has been bad previously but also acknowledging at the same time that his form most recently has been good so it's kind of like a two edged sword here. You know, he's yeah. indirectly saying two things. And then, and I mean, the last
0: time he played for US was September, right? Right. He went out injured yeah. for the October. Yeah. So it's been a while.
1: Right. And so he wasn't, and he was originally called into that October window and then had to back out because of injury. Mm-hmm. So yep. why was he called in in October if he was playing bad in September? why did we call him in in the first place in October if we were going right. to like, punish him from his September performances?
2: Because like his form didn't get worse than when he got called up originally
1: and then got hurt. Right. Because like, he never I mean, played. you
2: could argue it got a little better, honestly.
1: Yeah. I think in like this whole making of like bad form. So we're gonna, you know, he's made mistakes. So we're going to, you know, in a way, punish him. Like Mm-hmm. Make him work harder is kind of frustrating to me because there are a lot of players on this roster who do not deserve <laughs> to be you know yeah. called up based off of previous performances. Right? Like mm-hmm. if we're using the same narrative, we can apply it to Sebastian Legette, you know Roldan Ariola, you know Mark McKenzie. I mean, yeah, Acosta, Acosta. So this whole like. Oh, you have to be in good form, or you have to have previously played well for the national team. I'm just not really buying it because you could make the case for several players on the team. Yeah, definitely, definitely a
2: typical Greg move, it felt like, kind of leaving out, leaving them out, and then also just throwing in all these MLS guys who are in equally bad form potentially, but just somehow get called up every single time.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Brian, what, what, what is your opinion on the whole John Brooks situation?
0: So the one thing that I'm thinking about is, and I think if we would have been thinking this too, he would have said so, but Wolf Wolfsburg just got a new coach. Sure. And so maybe the thought process mm-hmm. there's Brooks, you know, needs to get acquainted with him and spend some more time and um, just nailing down his, his starting spot there. But again, yeah. To echo what you, were, you guys were saying, just about the, if form is the issue, why are three or four of these other guys on the squad? But, yeah, and I mean, I've heard some things about specifically the issues with mobility and one-on-one defending um, sure. being the biggest concern. Um, and now that Richards is in the team, mm-hmm. distribution is not – um, as big of a deal is because I think Brooks at this point is still a better um passer of the ball than Richards, but Richards is getting there. Um, but I think sure. almost all those guys are more mobile than him, even Zimmerman, but oh, still surprising agree. just yeah, because of especially the Mexico
1: game. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. I think, right, you're you're sacrificing you know a lot of passing ability you're sacrificing aerial ability and leadership for the sake of finding somebody that's more mobile and maybe lighter on their feet but at the same time is it like are the cons really out outweighing the pros that much that we're going to like choose to just get rid of them anyways um i think you know i think it could be a case of Halter maybe doesn't feel like he can play him in this window and so he's just not bringing him anyway. You know, if like if you're not going to play him then why bring him and make him travel, risk injury, etc. Like if you don't plan on playing him in one of the two games. I think that could be part of it. I mean, I don't sure. I don't think he's going to be be out of it forever. I don't think yeah, so. But I mean, it's not.
2: still still pretty telling that he's completely left out. It doesn't yeah. seem I mean, Greg does bring along players who don't play. Like we saw that in the last window. It's like, right, I mean, some people didn't play at all. So it's kind of surprising that he wasn't at least included.
1: No, I I totally agree. I mean, if we're looking at just pecking order general, right, we know that Miles Robinson is sitting pretty at number number one. one, Yeah. Right. And then you would assume that John Brooks is number two. Okay, maybe Chris Richards has like gained form and he's kind of over him. But at the same time, I don't think anybody can argue that you know, Walker Zimmerman or definitely not Mark McKenzie, you know, should be outranking John Brooks in our depth chart. Cause it's not like they've put in great performances, especially McKenzie. I mean, Zimmerman's had a couple of good performances, but he hasn't really consistently done it yet. So, and really same with Richards. He's only had a couple performances. Who do you think starts? I would probably say the first game it's probably going to be Zimmerman and Robinson. I would say, I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah. I think ideally you would want to try to like play good looking soccer from the back, but I just don't think we're going to, I don't think we're going to risk it against Mexico. I think it's just going to be like one of those ugly games where, you know, we're going to just grind it out and try to, you know, not let in goals essentially, which is, I will say, a, a, like very fitting um, for Walker Zimmerman.
2: Right. How much you'll think the no-dest is going to
0: hurt? I think if Scali plays, it won't hurt that much. You think it's that like
1: that
2: close?
0: I think Scali's really good right now. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think he offers as much going forward as Dest does. For sure. Um, But, I mean, go to that Pokal game where Gladbeck won 5-0 against Bayern. Uh, Scali played a good chunk of that game, had an assist. He's. I think he's got ten appearances in the Bundesliga. I think. I don't think he'll start, for sure, against Mexico. But in in a year, he will be better than both Reggie Cannon and DeAndre Yedlin, without a without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If he's not already.
1: I would. I would full heartedly agree. Yeah. I mean, I. I don't think he plays against Mexico. I do think they're still in terms of just attacking ability and. Attacking presence. There is a drop off from Serginho Desk to Joe Scaly, but for sure. I think there's a huge upgrade from you know Cannon and Yedlin, especially to Scally. I mean, we've seen, you know, several performances from DeAndre Yedlin now, and he just hasn't impressed, right? And Reggie Cannon hasn't Reggie Cannon like has just now got to be playing club minutes. And they're almost halfway through their season in Portugal because he's been benched pretty much the whole year. So it's like, you know, we're bringing in a player who never plays pretty much, DeAndre Yedlin, who, you know, looks shaky at best. And then now Joe Scali, who I would love to see him get a shot, but I don't think he'll get it against Mexico.
0: And I think Cannon left Boavista's last game injured.
1: Yeah, I think he, like, had a knock or something at halftime.
0: Assume it must not be too bad if he's in the camp,
1: but right. I think the right back situation is a little more fuzzy than the left back situation, which is who would have who would have ever thought, right, that we'd be saying that, you know, yeah,
2: definitely a lot of storylines. Um, guess we can dive in the
1: midfield if y'all are uh, all good on the defenders wise. Real quick, I want to I want to touch on left backs. I mean, okay. Um, I think because it's only two games. Anthony Robinson should be playing all 180 minutes. I think, you know, there shouldn't be a need for rotation. And right. Greg Berhalter said this in his his uh, interview today. So basically, you know, if, if somebody performs well enough, then it should be reasonable to think that they can play both games. And I think the drop off from Anthony Robinson to Sam Bynes, this window is, you know, significant. So I would expect... Robinson to play every minute unless, you know, we have a big lead or he's injured or something. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's a pretty,
2: I think it's a pretty consensus take from most people considering this windows two games. So I think that's the expectation. It's like, we don't want to be using a sub on that. Um, guess we'll dive into the midfield. Uh, we've got Kelna Costa, Tyler Adams, John Luca Busio, Sebastian Legette, Weston McKinney, Eunice Musa, and Christian Roldan. Um, a lot of MLS there. What do y'all's what do you thoughts on? Uh, I think it's pretty clear cut. Adams McKinney. I think who do you, who do y'all think the third is going to be in the midfield for us?
0: I think it will be Musa. Okay. I think I think Greg said that Busia is pushing for a starting spot, and I think that starting spot would be Musa's, uh, just due to Musa's club form at the moment. But Musa plays pretty far out on the right side for Valencia and doesn't have a whole lot of help out there, but I think it will be the MMA midfield, hopefully for both games, but I think Lucio will be the sub. I'd rather not see Acosta <laughs> or lejet ever. So. Yep. I, I don't think anyone wants to.
1: Yeah. I, I would agree with Brian, right? I think it should be the MMA midfield, Musuma, Kenny, Acosta or Adams. I, I do not want to see Legit. I don't want to see Roldan. I don't mind seeing uh, Kellen Acosta in certain scenarios. So if, you know, if it's kind of a cage match and we need some physicality, you know, against Mexico or something, we've seen Kellen Acosta go up against Mexico twice, just this summer. And, you know, throw his body around. Um, But I think that would basically be the only scenario in which I would want to see him. And then, yeah Bucio, like like Brian said, definitely has a shot to be playing, you know, if not starting, certainly one of the first subs. But I'm really excited to see how the MMA midfield, assuming they, you know, remain healthy up to the Mexico game. I'm excited to see them, you know, go against the best midfield in concacaf, right? I think also it's it's kind of worrying that both Adams and McKinney are on yellow cards. So this is kind of a narrative, a sub narrative to keep, keep an eye on. If either of them get a yellow card against Mexico, which is totally possible, then then they're out against Jamaica, which imagine a scenario where both of them get a yellow card. Then, you know, we're stuck playing legit or Roldan or Acosta and essentially a game where we need three points. So, we're pretty screwed. say it lightly if they get yellow cards um, And just the nature of the Mexico game, right? It's really physical, a lot of emotion. It's you know very possible that they get yellow cards.
0: I think the bummer here is that Luca della Torre is not yeah. in. And again going back to the form thing, why Sebastian jet is over right. in over De Torres really confusing based off of the explanation we got for Brooks. For sure. Um, And I just feel better about giving time, even if it's a lot of bench time to De La Torre legit doesn't need any more experience in camp, especially if he's not going to play. And
1: it's not like his performances have, you know, warranted him to not get called in. Right. I mean, he's been playing well for his club team very consistently. And then he, Barely got a run out last window. So why, you know, why are we just excluding him if he hasn't even gotten a real opportunity, right? And for sure. And I saw some statistics today that, you know, you can say what you want about MLS players and calling them in, but there's, you know, even more productive statistically, MLS players that are eligible to play for our national team. Then Roldan, then Legit, then Ariola, like Georgie Mihalovich. He hasn't played for the US in I don't know, yeah. over a year. A lot of people don't even know who he is. But I mean, his numbers are way better than Legit. And I mean, if we're just gonna be homers, you know, let's at least call on the players who are in form, you know. I don't know, interesting to say the least.
2: Yeah. Things a little frustrating because Greg is not typically like a, he's an MLS homer, but he's MLS homer with his guys, which I right. think can get yeah. a little frustrating. It's like if you're going to stick with MLS, you can kind of share the love a little bit. It's like yeah. we've seen legit yeah. enrolled on for years.
1: I think the narrative is like we've got is, others, we've got
2: other prospects.
1: I think it's changing from MLS homer maybe just to like, like you said, just his guys,
2: right? Right? Yeah,
1: frustrating for sure. Yeah, I would anything say else in the midfield? I'd say that's yeah. probably my biggest quibble of the rosters just yeah the dichotomy of calling in legit and rolled on and leaving out john brooks you know mm. Luca de La torre so
0: let me uh let me propose a question a hypothetical yeah. okay if adams gets yellow against mexico and going to jamaica game what would you guys think about a 4 2 3 1 with the double pivot being McKenzie and Musa with um, Brendan Aronson straight ahead of them in that 10 roll?
1: McKenzie and Musa?
0: Yeah. I don't hate that. I mean, I don't Especially hate- against Jamaica.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think we can afford to be a little more attacking. It's Jamaica,
1: sure. Yeah, I don't, so, I don't hate I don't it. I Think it's gonna be a. I don't hate it, but it also it also depends on what our like winger and forward situation is, right? So, you know, if we need Aronson on the wing, then that would be a tough ask to put yeah. him at like a number ten position because he can certainly also like on the
0: left, way on the right, yeah, be up front,
1: yeah, or Ferreira, but, yeah. I, I would. I mean, this just a counter take. I would actually rather see Ferreira play that, that number 10 than I would Aaronson like probably. So
0: I've heard him compared to, uh, Firmino, Firmino. yeah. That kind of false nine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Deeper role.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that.
2: Yeah. I think that center is just heavily relying on how that outcome would be against Mexico. If like we somehow get three points against Mexico, then like, we can throw out kind of a more out there lineup, in my opinion. But
1: um, yeah, we'll I mean, dive into
2: it. Oh, go for it.
1: And I was just going to say yes and no, right? Like, if we, even if we do get three, three points against Mexico, yeah. which I don't think we, you know, should expect at all. No, like, oh. you know, we shouldn't be pumping the brakes at Jamaica. That's,
2: yeah. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. But, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Um, into the forwards, we've got uh, Brendan Aronson, Paul Ariola, uh, Jesus Ferreira, Ricardo Pepe, Christian Pulisic, and Tim Wea. I think uh, one of the big storylines here, obviously the Ferreira call-up. What are y'all's what are y'all's thoughts on that?
1: So the forward carousel just continues to roll, right? I mean it does. Jesus Ferrera, the newest, newest name to get called in over, you know, DK Sargent, P. Zardes is hurt. So that's why he's not Hoppy. in Hoppy. That's kind of a unique situation, but we, I mean, just being in Dallas, I get to see Frere all the time and the way that he works. Yeah. Kind of like Brian said, it's kind of like a number, like a false nine almost where um, he plays kind of underneath a striker, which he did. So he's, he's played for the U S twice and both times he played this role and he scored twice. And so it's worked granted against lesser opponents, but I really believe that he can make a difference and it adds a completely different dimension. He can probably play like a traditional number nine, but I wouldn't expect him to. And then of course, since he plays in Dallas, he has that partnership with Pepe, which I would be really intrigued to see the national team.
0: Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched him a whole lot. Um, I I was surprised that, Tk didn't get the call up just because of his goal scoring form right now for Orlando City, but I'm interested. I mean, we haven't had, you know, that kind of false nine certainly in a long time. Maybe I'm trying to think of who has played that role in the past, but maybe
1: Donovan type.
0: Yeah, maybe. Um, And so I'm. I'm like I said, I'm interested, and I think the partnership with Pepe. Uh, will be good, especially if they play together. But I I'm not expecting to see him that much, I guess, just because unless unless there's some injuries or yeah. Greg just really yeah. throws something wild out there. Yeah. I think given Aronson and Wea's form recently, they'll be out there quite a bit. And then Pulisic is kind of up in the air how much he's gonna play. Uh, just coming back from injury. And then again, I would just rather not see Ariola a whole lot. So I guess hopefully Ferreira can kind of take that spot, but he's
1: not really a winger. So we'll see. Yeah. I, I would expect Pepe probably to play most minutes. Mm-hmm. And Burholder said that um, in his press conference, but he also mentioned that both Ferrera and Tim Weah can play the number nine if needed. And we haven't really seen either of those guys do that much, especially Wea. I mean, we've only ever seen him on the wing. But yeah, I would I would expect if Frer does play, it would probably be alongside or underneath Pepe. So, but I think it's just kind of telling, right, that he would rather call in, you know, a player like Jesus Frer and change tactics completely then calling a player like Sargent or PFOC or DK. I mean, it's definitely very
2: interesting. A new new thought for us to have one, like, true number nine for this window. I think that's yeah definitely, like, if somehow risky. some fluke injury happens to Pepe early, like, it's going to be a very different look quickly.
1: Definitely. Yeah. So, it's, it's a risky call. I mean, it is. Similar to the John Brooks move, similar to – you know, leaving off Delatore, It's just, these are like risky moves that are kind of confusing, you know? Yeah.
2: It doesn't seem like the payoff for like a Paul Areola makes sense over another right. number nine, like DK or right. someone else, like Zardes yeah. or just someone. So just like- Or
1: just, I mean, there's also not a, like a, a limit on players you can bring in, just bring in another striker, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So, and and granted, I mean- the rush was just released, and typically, you know, players come and go. You mm-hmm. know, if somebody gets hurt or late additions. So, this definitely isn't final, but at the same time, it's confusing. Still telling, though, feels like,
2: yeah, he's got his kind of game plan. So,
1: yeah, it's we'll interesting. See. I think, yeah. I think one last thing is just is Christian Pulisic going to be healthy? So, you know, he hasn't played for Chelsea since essentially what September or August. Until this weekend, He came on
0: against. Yeah. Against Smallmo Yeah. For, for like 15 minutes. 15. Yeah.
1: Um, I think they're waiting sub.
0: to see. How much he's going to play this weekend.
1: Right. And so if. You know. If he. Isn't ready to go. Then that just kind of leaves us. Short a player. I mean. He could probably come in as a sub. Even if he's not fully fit. Just like. Why didn't we bring another winger? Why don't like. You know. There's all these like questions of. You know. The roster currently. So why don't we just. Make it a little bit bigger to address those questions. I don't know.
2: Yeah, pretty pretty well typical. Uh, Greg to just leave all the questions kind of up in the air. I think. Um, yeah. Kind of always creates more questions than answering questions. I feel like. So, uh, what's y'all's like expectation for the window? I think probably four points is a reasonable expectation. Is that uh? Is that where you all are at?
0: Yeah, I mean Mexico, I think is going to be really gunning for us yeah. after. The Nations League final and the Gold Cup final, and you know, really us kind of scraping by on those games for the wins, and they were good wins, and we obviously important games uh, to win. But I, I'd have to look it up. But I mean, three games in a row against Mexico is, is asking a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, and I haven't looked at their roster yet either, but. I know Raul Jimenez is playing again for uh, the Wolves in the Premier League, and I don't think he's quite back to to the form he was before his his injury last year. But, I mean, if he's in in form at all and Mexico's called him up, that's going to be scary. And then even for Jamaica, I mean, I think Michael Antonio and Leon Bailey yep. are in the squad. That's going to be a very different Jamaica than we saw last go-round. Yep um so yeah i think four points would be i'd be okay with that
1: yeah i uh reiterate that i i think maybe this mexico game is kind of just icing on the cake right i don't think anybody really expects you know when you're tallying points at the beginning of the window or qualifying you don't really expect to get anything from mexico home or away anything that you get here is just a bonus However, that being said, you know, we've beat Mexico twice this this summer, so it's certainly possible. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it would be crazy to see us beat them three times in one year. But I'm not – yeah, I'm not getting my hopes up. But in terms of Jamaica, like Brian said, they're basically full strength, whereas when we played them last window, they were not. And so, you know, it's a little more intimidating. We're going to have to be on our, our game, plus it's in, in Jamaica, so – I would say three points is the minimum. I would be really, really happy with four points, and six points would just be—I mean, I you know—I'd go crazy. So
2: yeah, I think that's all I had on uh, roster wise.
1: Do you want to? Did y'all a, had
2: like a starting could, eleven you wanted
1: to throw out? Yeah, let's let's uh, maybe a prediction. I this is more of a prediction, not really what I would want to see, but what I think will happen for the Mexico game at least. I think it'll probably be Turner and Goal, Anthony Robinson, Miles Robinson, Zimmerman, and Yedlin, for our back four. I think the midfield is the MMA midfield, and then I think it'll probably be Aronson, Pepe, and Ariola. I don't think Plissig yeah. will probably be quite ready yet. I don't think Wea beats out Ariola, which I totally disagree with, but that's just how I see it happening.
0: Yeah, so I'll I'll switch it up. I'll do what I want to see. Okay. In uh, instead of what I think will happen, because that makes me happier. Um, Scally on the right, uh, Miles Robinson and Chris Richards, two center backs. Anthony Robinson on the left. um, MMA midfield. I want to see Pulisic start if he's ready. If not, Aronson's great on the left up front. uh, Pepe and then Weah, Turner and goal. I don't know if I said that, but uh, that's what I'd like to see. Really for both games, if I'm being honest.
1: I would certainly enjoy seeing that as well. Yeah. But one thing we can come to expect from Berhalter is, you know, he likes to get cute and he likes to prefer his players. So will it ever change? I don't know. Doesn't look like it. Anything else? I don't think so. Any other thoughts? that's it. Cool and i think that's all we got yeah um brian thanks again for joining us and of course glad to be back yeah we will see you guys after the game awesome see you -hmm. all